0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. We welcome everybody to New Life Horizon Church on a Sunday morning. We are so thankful for the opportunity to worship together. We pray that you be blessed As we are, and we pray that the Spirit of the Lord will be upon you. As we go into the the Advent season, we are mindful of the season, and we are so thankful. So, thank you, and welcome one and all. So, as we are going to go into the time of prayer, we just want to welcome the Lord and welcome His Spirit, and have our hearts be linked and joined with Him. So, Father... We thank you for this day, and we thank you for being here with us. Lord, we thank you for your spirit. Lord, we thank you for your love. We are so grateful to recognize and acknowledge you right now. So it's a Lord, come in our midst. Worship with us. Thank you for being with us. Thank you that, Lord, we have this opportunity and this privilege to be in your presence. Lord, we are mindful of those who are not yet with you, or who have not yet known you or who have not experienced your, your goodness and your, your spirit. So Lord we pray that those who don't know you, that your spirit will move around this place, would move upon the hearts of people, will move upon the hearts of those who are hurting, will move upon the hearts of those who need you, will move upon the hearts of those who don't know that they need you. So Lord, for those who are hurting, for for the season that we're entering, Lord, the season of love, the season of giving. For those who who feel alone, Lord, we thank you that your spirit is here with us. And Lord, your spirit will also be there with them. Lord, we are so thankful for you, Lord. We are so thankful for where you brought us from and where you're going to bring us to. Lord, we thank you for humbling beginnings. We thank you that we get the opportunity to fine-tune what we're doing, to, to practice your presence, to practice, to make things work together according to your goodness. So, Lord, we ask that you be lifted up in the lives of many. Lord, we ask that you be lifted up in our lives today. So, Lord, as we come into your presence, Lord, help us to come with a very thankful and a grateful heart to recognize who you are, to recognize you are God, there is none like unto you, O oh God. There is no one we could search the whole world through. We'll never find none like you, Lord. So, Lord, we thank you that indeed this is the day that you have made. Lord, help us to rejoice in all situations. When we, are, we have lack, when we have many. But help us to be mindful to, to share with our neighbors. Because this is a season in which we're supposed to be experiencing faith. We are supposed to be displaying faith to those who don't know. For when they see us with a joy that will fill our hearts, they will ask, why are you so happy? Why are you so rejoiceful when we are both in the same situation? Then we get the opportunity to share and say, it's because of the love of God that is shed abroad in our hearts. So Lord, we thank you that when you fill us, we will overflow and our bellies would, would run like living waters. To those who don't know you. Those who know you but are struggling in any area. So Lord we thank you again. For this day. This opportunity. When we can come together in this fashion. When we can come together to worship you. When we can come together to know that you are God. Lord we thank you. So Lord as we enter into the time of worship. We pray that our hearts and our spirit will be adjoined with you. That our love will be displayed one for another. Because when they see us, they can say, we know you because of the love that we have one for another. So Lord, we thank you. As we go and we display the emblems, as we go and we lift our hands, we pray that Lord, you will receive our worship. We, we pray, oh Lord, that our hearts will be joined with you. We pray, O oh Lord, that you will move in this place. We, we pray, oh Lord, on this Sunday, that you will move in all the churches in the world. For all the, 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 our fellow believers who are suffering, who are being persecuted. We pray, Lord, that you will lift them up. That, Lord, you will give them strength. That, Lord, you will give them the, the unction to, to, to move forward. So that, Lord, when our time comes, when we know it's going to come, that, Lord, we'll be standing in the, strong, the stronghold, in, in the rock. We'll be sheltered by your presence. So, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Lord, we thank you again for... Blessing us to be in a place where the persecution isn't there, Lord. So, Lord, help us and fill us with boldness. That, Lord, when we go out to talk or to minister, let Your light shine through us, that they will not see us, but they will see Your glory. They will see Your goodness. Oh, Lord, we lift You up in this place. So, Lord, we thank You for those who are hurting, those who are disenfranchised, those who don't have a home, those who are living on the street, those who have no no food to eat. Lord, we see all, you see all the needs. So Lord, help us to be ones that can help in some kind of way to provide and, and help those who are in need. Lord, help us not to think about ourselves in this season. Help us to, to come and understand what you're doing. To, to, to be a journey with just like Joshua that he said, because you did not inquire of me, I could not tell you what to do. So Lord, we inquire of you today. And every day in our lives, that we, anything that we're going to do, we're going to inquire of you, Lord. We're going to listen to your spirit. We're going to listen to your heart. So, Lord, we pray that your, your anointing will be upon us. That when we sing and when we worship, it will be such anointed time. That your word, when your word is shared with us, Lord, it will be the, the best word that we'll ever heard uh, um, for today and for next week. So, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity that when you prepare your servant, you, you, you're going to fill her with goodness. You're going to fill her with joy. You're going to fill her with faith to stand before you and to witness the glory of the Lord. So, Lord, we thank you for your manifested presence that is going to be here today and it is, is here right now. So, Lord, we thank you. So, thank you, Lord, as we get into the, 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 the spirit of worship. The song says, come, now it's time to worship the Lord. So thank you, in Jesus' name, Amen.
1: Yes, Father, we thank you this morning that we get an opportunity to come and to name you, God, to name your attributes. We get a chance this morning, God, to describe that you, God, are the victorious God. You are the Jehovah Rapha. You are the Jehovah Nisi. You are the Jehovah Shalom. You are the one who delivers. You are the one who provides. And victory belongs to you this morning. You are our strength. You are our refuge. You are our shelter, Father God. You are our stronghold. And this morning we declare that victory belongs to you, God. And because we belong to you, Lord, victory also belongs to us. And so, Father, this morning we thank you for this opportunity to come And to worship you. We thank you Father God for this opportunity to come God. But just because of who you are. You have given us an opportunity to come and to worship you. To come and to magnify you. To come and to glorify your name. And will you welcome us this morning God. Now is the time to worship. And so Father we thank you this morning God. We thank you that you're a faithful God. We thank you that you're a loving God. We thank you, Father God, that you're a trusting God, that everything we need, everything we desire, lies within you. There's nothing, Father God, that you can't give give us. There's nothing that is impossible with you, Father. And so we look to you this morning, the one with the author and the finisher of our faith. We look to you this morning, God, the one who said, I have given you everything for life and for godliness. We look to you this morning, God, because you are the comforter this morning. You are the one who consoles us. You are the one who counsels us this morning. We look to you, Lord, and wherever we are, whatever we are in need of God, you can provide. So I speak, God, this morning to those who are discouraged. I speak, Father, to those who are discontent. I speak, God, to those who are depressed this morning. I speak, God, to those who are angry this morning. I speak to those who are lonely this morning and alone. I speak, Father, God, to those who are not well in their bodies and in their minds, God. I speak to those who even don't know you this morning. I speak, Father, God, to those who know you but this morning feel separated from you, and we declare over the life this morning, God, that victory belongs to you because victory belongs to the savior the one who died the one who came so that we can have life this morning and so father we bless you we bless your name god that wherever your people are this morning you are making them victorious wherever your people are this morning you are reigning as the king of kings and the lord of lord wherever your people are this morning god your presence is felt this morning and so we thank you father god for this opportunity to come into your presence and to magnify your name. To come in your presence, God, and to lift you up. To come into your presence, God, and to exalt your name above everything in our life. We choose, like David this morning, to praise you. We choose this morning. We say we will bless us, bless you this morning at all times. We will praise you, God, at all times. Your praise will continually be on upon, upon our lips. And so, Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you that, Lord, as we worship you, you draw nearer, you draw closer to us. As we worship you, God, you will be enthroned in our midst. So come, Holy Spirit, we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning we are going to be doing our communion. It's an opportunity, again, to partake of the emblem that represents the body of Christ. And the blood of Christ. It's a time that we get to celebrate. We get a chance to celebrate what Jesus has done for us. What God has done for us through Jesus. He he allowed his son to come and die so that we can be forgiven of our sins. He not only to die, but he died on a cross. He, he, he was buried and he, and, he rose, and he rose to life. And because he, he was resurrected, because he rose to life, this morning we have hope. This morning we can truly trust him. This morning we can have faith in the one who is able to do that which we cannot do. The one who was able to forgive us of our sins. The one who was able to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. The one who was able to redeem us unto the Father and give us access to the Father where we did not have access. And so this morning, I'm wherever you are in your relationship with God. If you have never made him Lord of your life, today is the day. Today is the day to come and to partake of what he has done. Today is the day that your sins can be forgiven. Today, as we celebrate the communion or what we consider the Lord's Supper, it's an opportunity that it gives us an opportunity to look back at what Jesus did. It gives us an opportunity also to fellowship with one another as believers as we come in unity and we come and we, we, we rejoice in what God has done for us. And it also gives us an opportunity to look forward to the return of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So this morning I ask us to, just be, to quiet our hearts, to confess if there is any sin in our lives, any, any form of sin that we are aware of and ask the Holy Spirit to search us to search us and see if there are any ways inside of us. To search us and to see if there is anything inside of us that, need, that needs to be cleansed. Anything that needs to be rid of. So that we can come and partake of the blood. So as we pass around the emblem this morning. I want us to stop and to reflect. Where am I? Where am I in relationship with God and others? Where am I? Am I struggling with not feeling the love that God has given me? Am I not experiencing the warmth that God has given me? Am I not feeling the unity that he has called me to live in? Am I not feeling the love? Am I not extending the love? Am I struggling with unforgiveness? Am I struggling in any area? And so this morning as we come to worship, we want to quiet our hearts to to be at that place where the Holy Spirit can shine light in our lives. Shine light in our hearts so that we can be forgiven, so that we can come. And partake. And in, in Luke 22, 19-20, to Jesus took bread and he, he gave thanks and he broke it and, and, he, and he gave it to them saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood which is poured out for you. And so this morning as we quiet our hearts and we ask the Lord to search us, We go before him recognizing that we are in need of forgiveness over and over and over. And we ask him this morning to cleanse us so that we can partake of the emblem, the the bread that represents his body and the blood that represents, the wine that represents his blood. So may we just quiet our hearts before the Lord and ask him to forgive us, to search us. And to see if there are any wicked or evil ways inside of us, so that we can be forgiven of our sins. Search me, O God, and know my heart. I pray. Try me, O Savior, know my thoughts, I pray. See if there be some wicked way, Lends me from it. Every- Thank you, Lord, that you search our hearts today. Thank you, Father, that you, really, you are the revealer this morning. Who will reveal to us the things inside of us, Lord, that are displeasing to you. The things inside of us, God, that separates us from you. The things inside of us, God, that causes us not to partake this morning. We thank you that you are the revealer, that you search us this morning. You know our thoughts, you know our ways. Lord, you know, God, our motives. You said before the word is upon our lips, you know them fully well. You know every motive behind the thing that we do. You know what motivates us. You know, Father God, our hearts. And so we thank you this morning that if you search us, God, you reveal to us, God. Lord, thank you that you are the forgiver. You're one who forgave us of all our sins. And so we ask you, God, that you will forgive us this morning of all unrighteousness. Cleanse us, Father, God, and make us whole. Cleanse us and wash us with aesop so that we can be white as snow. Cleanse us and wash us, God, so that our hearts will be pure before you, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And this morning, we want to take the bread that symbolizes the body of Christ that was broken for us. And as we take the bread, we remember what Jesus did. We look back at what he did, as I said earlier, at what he did. His body was broken for us. His body was broken for us. His body was broken so that we can have life. So that we can have eternal life with his father. His body was broken so that we can be healed of our sicknesses. His body was broken so that we can be redeemed. And so this morning as we eat of the bread and drink of the wine, we remember what he has done. And we also take of the the wine which symbolizes his blood. And the scripture says as often as you can do this, we do this in remembrance so that we will not forget. It's a memorial. We will never forget what Jesus did. And the access we now have because of what he did. And so we drink.
2: Come all over your mouth and let the spirit seeking to flow out of you.
1: Father, and we get an opportunity again this morning to give off our monetary, give off our money rather, to the Lord. The song says it all belongs to you, everything that we are, the air we breathe, the possessions we have, our hearts, our our minds, our souls, our love, our life, everything that we can see belongs to the Lord. And so we get an opportunity this morning to give back a portion of what he has given us another another allowed us to have and to allow us to work and to earn. And some may wonder, why do we need to give? But if, if he never gave you the strength, you could not work. And if he does not give you the energy tomorrow, you cannot go and earn a paycheck. And we are saying to him, Lord, we thank you. So we are giving back to you a portion of what you have given us so that the kingdom of God will be furthered on earth. The this, this song says, everything that we are, the air we breathe that we cannot pay for, the love that we experience from others and from him that we cannot pay for, our lives, whether we like what is happening in our lives or not, we cannot pay for it. Our minds, the fact that our minds, we have the mind and we can have the mind of Christ and we did not pay for that. Our hearts that are beating on the inside, we are saying to the Lord, everything that we have belongs to you. And we are giving back a portion this morning in thanksgiving for what you have done to us or done for us. And so we give a portion of what we have back to the Lord. So go ahead and, and prepare your tithe and offering. Make the checks payable to New Life Horizon Ministry. I'm so sorry, New Life Horizon Church. And and your PayPal account is New Life Horizon if you want to give on PayPal. So go ahead and prepare your checks and your offering. Father, we just want to thank you for the offering that was offered up this morning. We thank you, Father God, for what you have done this morning. Lord, we just pray over this, these, 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 these checks, these money that came in, that is to use God to further your kingdom. Father, we pray that this will be a blessing, not only for what it will be used to be to do, but that those who give this morning, those who were able to give, and those who were unable to give, God, that you will bless them back a hundredfold. Lord, you are no man's debtor. You promise, God, that if you whatever you give to me, whatever we give to you, Father God, you will restore. It is you who said that you will restore what the conquer worm has eaten. And so this morning, as we give of our resources to you, as we give of our monies to you, Father, we thank you, Father God, that you will allow it to be used in a way that is appropriate to you, that we'll use it, Father God, so that your kingdom will advance, so that your name will be known in areas and in crevices and corners and in towns and in homes that the gospel has not reached. And so, Father, we thank you today, That as this money comes, Father, we will use it, God, as you deem fit. And so we give you thanks, and we bless it in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Scripture this morning, it's Hebrews 11 from verse 1 to 29. Could you stand for the reading? Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, he still speaks even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By his faith he commended the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect, architect and builder is God. By faith Abraham, even though he was past age and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he was he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised, they only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were looking for a better country a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, It is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that, reasoned that God could raise the dead, and figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. By faith, Isaac, because Jacob and Esau, in regard to their future, I'm sorry, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshiped as they leaned on the top of his staff. By faith Joseph when his end was near he spoke about the exodus of Israel of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions from his bones about his bones. By faith Moses' parents hid him from for 3 months after he was born because they saw how he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. Moses regarded this grace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt not fearing the king's anger he persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. And the final verse. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea as on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. This ended the reading of God's holy word. And so we welcome our, our speaker this morning, Anne Blaine. We're going to bring the word of the Lord to us. Welcome her as she comes.
3: Good morning, everybody. Morning,
2: morning. Welcome
3: to the house of God. Amen. Um, Indeed, this is the day that the Lord has made. We can rejoice and be glad in Him. Let everything that has breath. Praise the amen. Lord. Amen. So, before we go into this sermon, I would like to ask the Lord to let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in His sight. Oh Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. Let this word go forth, Lord, and produce that which you want it to produce, Lord. I pray, O oh Father God, that my heart, my words, everything, Father God, will touch the congregation and the congregation in the online world, that it may bring change. That we will never be the same. No one forevermore, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The title of my sermon is Faith Is. I was asked to speak on faith, and it is a very huge topic. It's, it's diverse, it has so many facets that um, we could stay weeks on faith. But um, today we're just gonna do the basics and touch areas that can bring change to our lives. So when I went about to look the meaning of faith, I decided not to go with the physical first. I decided to, to see what does faith means in the Bible. And the passage of scripture that Sister Ava read from was Hebrews 11. And in the first line of Hebrews 11, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Um, This is the New King James Version. And... um, It tells you what faith is, in terms of the spiritual sense of faith. The natural sense of faith, um, Oxford Dictionary says, faith is complete trust and confidence in something or someone. The second um, definition was faith is a strong belief in God, or doctrine, or religion, or based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. Now, um, we know that things in the spiritual happens before it happens spiritual, um, physically. We know that when creation was being formed, it was formed out of God's faith. He envisioned it, and he spoke it into being. Mm. He had to envision it first before it was spoken into being. And in life, we take things for granted. We exercise faith every day. Some of us says that we don't have faith, but that's not true. Every God, everyone is given a measure of faith. The Bible says, so. And um, our truth is from the Bible. So we, we, we are going to look at the fact that every day we get up in the morning and we come off our beds. Think about it. Anybody out there ever step off the bed and wonder if the groaning will be there? We never ever step off our beds thinking there is no groan. So we exercise faith every day. What if one day you step off the bed and there is no ground? Where will you go? What would happen? So we, we assume that we don't use faith. What we do? We use faith to sit down and drive in our cars. Who tell you that the, 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 the brake will stop? <laughs> Who tell you that when you look at the stoplight and the stoplight says go? It is faith you are having in the system that the next person will stop and you drive ahead and, not, and there will be no collision. We exercise faith in everything that we do every single day. So the fact that we know that we exercise faith, we have faith in the government that the police will protect us. We have faith in in, in, in our daily lives, everything that we do, every single thing, who tells you that when you press your car alarm, the door is going to be shut and it's going to work every single time? You have faith in the system and you have faith all the time. I have um, six points here regarding faith and regarding faith in the Hebrew Hebrew 11 verse, that jumped out at me. Um, first, faith is believing. And as a result of believing, we speak of what we believe. In Romans 10, verse 9 and 10, if I remember correctly, it says that we believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ was risen from the dead and so then we believe then we speak. To say let me let me go to it that I don't paraphrase it incorrectly. But that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that Jesus was risen from the dead, then we will be saved. We are saved by faith. It is not of anything of our own self, but of what we do. So we have to exercise faith in knowing Christ. This this verse speaks of believing in your heart that Jesus Christ raised was risen from the dead if he was never risen or he never walked the face of this earth we are believing in nothing but we know we in our hearts, at some point in our lives um some of us well mine was in 1997 I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ was risen from the dead and so then I confess with my mouth and believe that he is saved People who are in our everyday lives, like the architects, the engineers, they have to envision something first. They have to believe that they can make this building. They have to come with some sort of blueprint. Somebody like Usain Bolt who run and became such a major Olympic star. He never just came, became an Olympic star one day he had to envision it, he had to think about it, he had to believe in himself, and then train, and then won the first method, and believe that, okay, yes, I can do it again. So we have to believe, first of all, and then we act upon our belief. So, thinking um, of faith, Faith is not just a willingly belief. It is a belief in something or someone. That is a physical thing. But the scripture says, is the things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What is it that you are believing God for that you have not seen yet? Second point. Um, Before I go to my second point, um, I looked up faith on different individuals, not mentioned necessarily in Hebrews 11. And the person that jumped out the most to me was Mary. Mary, an angel came to Mary. Picture this. You are a 15-year-old child. In that um, culture at the time, they... Marry quickly. They marry early. and But think yourself at 15. Think about yourself at 15. And an angel comes to you and says you're going to have a child. This angel that came to you saying that you're going to have a child. For me, I'm, I'm thinking of myself at 15. At 15, yes, I was a virgin. And I would be cracking up. I would be laughing at that angel I would not, my response would not be like Mary's. The truth is, my response would be one of laughter. Like, how is that possible? That's impossible. But when you look at it, Mary heard the word of God, and her response was, beat unto me according to your word. When you look at it, When the angel, what the angel was saying in that culture at that time, Mary was accepting that she could have been stoned. She could have been ridiculed. She could have been killed. Because having a child means that you had sex. But she wasn't guilty of having sex. She was guilty of nothing. (laughs) She just accepted the word of God And said, be be it unto me according to to thy word, which is okay, this is what you want to happen to me, Lord. I am willing. How many of us at 15 would be willing to do that? Knowing that not only could we be ridiculed by people, by our peers, by parents, by the entire community, but we could have lost our lives at 15. So, this, um, this thing that Mary did for me, she believed in her heart first and then she said, okay Lord, I accept your will. Mm-hmm. I am willing to, to, to accept what it is that you are about to give to me. The second point I have in terms of Hebrews 11 that jumped out at me was the fact that Faith is obedient. Faith is trusting in God. It's it's obedience even when we do not understand. Now, in the natural, that is a kick in the face for most of us if we, 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 we are honest. Because we want to know exactly what it is that the Lord is saying? Why is he saying this? If the Lord tell us to go down the road, we are going to say, Lord, go down the road. Why? Why do, why am I supposed to go down the road? Why am I supposed to, to turn the corner? What is around the corner, Lord? What am I going to gain from going down the road? If we are honest, that's all we are. We, yeah. we, we question things. We want to know. But the Lord said to Abram, leave your country and go. Now think about it. Well, the Lord said to some of us, leave our country and go. Because we are living in a foreign land. But think about it. We, you have everything that you need. Abraham was not a poor man. Abraham was living in Ur at the time, I think it's present day Iraq and it was a cosmopolitan society, it was wonderful, it's like you living in New York or London or Chicago, and Abram seemed to have had everything. But in that, in that setting, the Lord said, pack up the things and go. And Abram decided to leave his family, family his country, his, no, his sense of normal, what he knows. And decide to go. Because God told him to. Noah was another person. Who the Lord said. Go and build this ark. Now think of it. Rain has never. Fallen on the land. At all. Up until that point. In the Bible. There was no rain. So if. When he was building this ark. Somebody said to you. Noah. Why are you building the ark? Oh, I'm building the ark because rain is coming. What is rain? You're an idiot. You're stupid. What is wrong with you? Just imagine um, Noah's, Noah's children walking past him. Because I think, the, the, I'm not sure where, where it is, but I think it took like a hundred years or something like that to build. So Noah must have been building a very long time. He was nowhere near the sea. And he was building this big old boat. And everybody must have been passing and saying, look at that idiot. Mm. You are stupid. Not only are they calling him names, but they probably think that he needs to go to the looney tunes. He needs to go somewhere. Because something is wrong with him. What is he talking about? Why is he talking about rain? There is no rain. There is no 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 sea nearby. How are you going to get this boat to the sea? So God often gives us directions that we cannot understand. But we obey because we are obeying out of faith. I remember um, a couple of years ago before a move came moved to the U.S. Um, I was just visiting and I was on a visitor's visa and did not want to break the law so you went back when the visitor's visa was up. But it took faith to decide on when to come back. Um, Even when I got married, I did not have uh, my stay in the U.S., so I had to go back and forth, and I had to sit down and ask the Lord when. But it never made any sense then. Why did I have to go through all of this? But it built my faith. It caused me to to, um, be obedient, even when I don't understand. Years ago, when I was living in Jamaica, I remember um, driving on Waterloo Road, and there's a huge bend. I'll always remember this. It was early in the morning and there was traffic on the road. And everybody was in the line, but my car was set out of the line because I needed to see around the traffic. I needed to see ahead. And the Lord said to me, This is the way how you see you you are you are within life. You have to see ahead. You have to know what is around the corner. You have to know what is going on. And that's not how walking this faith life is. It's just being obedient. If I tell it to turn right, turn right. But my natural instinct is to see what is up ahead, is there traffic. Is their problem my natural instinct want to know? So some of us are like that wanting to know and, and and we're acting out of obedience but gingerly. But faith requires obedience, not understanding. It goes against our natural grid. Obedience brings blessing. When you think of we go back to Mary. If Mary was not obedient, yes, somebody else would have brought the child, but to this day, two thousand years later, we're still talking about Mary because she she blessed, she was a blessing in terms of being obedient. As a result of her obedience we were able to have the Savior come into the world. As a result of her obedience, we have salvation. Jesus himself was obedient. Jesus was God himself, and he decided to persevere through obedience, come on the cross, bear our sins, despite the fact that he had no sin. Jesus, because of Jesus' obedience, we have salvation. That is one of the most beautiful and wonderful things ever. Because without Jesus' obedience, without Mary being obedient, without Jesus' obedience, we would not have salvation. We would, have not, have, we would not have our word to stand on in this day and age. So we are grateful that God has come and because of his obedience, we have salvation. Another example of obedience and not not knowing what it means was Daniel. Daniel was told to stop praying. Because you must only worship the the king at the time. And Daniel decided to pray. To do his normal thing. Go out and pray. And they went and they reported him. And we would not have had this story had he not been obedient. When you look at it, Daniel was... Put into the lions den because of his obedience. But we are now blessed by having known that Daniel went in the lion then and nothing happened to him because Jesus saves, and not just Jesus saves, Jesus protects his natural instinct is to help us no matter what, especially when we are doing. His will, Daniel was praying. Daniel's example is something for us now because when we think about it, if we are put into a situation where somebody said, Okay, I'm going to chop off your head or I'm going to shoot you, there are stories that people have where they say, Oh, you know, so they were held up by someone and they tried to shoot the person, but the gun never went off. That's God's protection. But they have somewhere to look back to say, in the Bible, to say, Daniel went into the lines then and nothing happened. So we now can have faith in the fact that God will protect us no matter what. When we are obedient in the situation, it brings blessing. Sometimes you don't see the blessing now, but sometimes it is long after. When you think of your own children, the blessing of knowing Christ The blessing of the fact that you walk in obedience to Christ. You will have generations to come knowing Christ. So you leave them an inheritance of knowing Christ. My third point in regards to to faith. Faith is perseverance, persistence. Going the long haul. Even when you don't feel like it, here the scripture. um, I I like to say that it it is with a two before that the Lord hits me with a two before. It's actually a plan where, despite what you see, despite how terrible the situation looks, they persevere. Sarah persevered and considered God faithful at 99 years old. Really? Really? Which 99-year-old woman you could look at now and say, you're going to have a child. And she decided to believe God and say, okay, Lord, you know, <laughs> though she laughed, but she believed that God was faithful. The word of God here says that, Sarah considered, considered God faithful. That's the reason why she waits. And that's the reason why she believe him despite what the circumstance seemed, despite what her body is saying, despite the fact that she gone through menopause and every pause that could possibly happen. She is believing that God is faithful and he is able to do what he has promised. Abram also persevered in the fact that when God said, it, 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 it touched on two points. When God said that he should take Isaac up and offer him as a sacrifice, he was just being obedient, not knowing what it means. And then he continued he continued up the hill. He persevered. This is the child that God has promised you. God has given this child to you. This is a child that every single seed is going to come out of. And God has decided that he wants him as a sacrifice. The circumstances did not make sense. The situation could not have been good. This is his only only the, the only thing that is going to bring forth his his lineage. And the only, the, the, the only child that he has, and God said, okay, come, sacrifice him. Up to the last point, Abraham decided that he was going to sacrifice it, despite it did not make any sense, despite the fact that it's the last minute, it's the last hour God says, no, do not sacrifice your son. I have a, 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 a sacrifice, which was the sheep. To be sacrificed, so Abraham persevered. Abraham persevered in a lot of things. He persevered across the lands, across um, circumstances that he was fearful of, and after having Isaac for how many years, he believed God that God was able to raise Abraham um, Isaac from the dead because He gave him. Abraham, um, Isaac, so he can take him back, and he can raise him back from the dead. Um, I also saw perseverance, not through the Hebrews 11, but the Shunammite woman. I heard this story, I think, for the first time in my life, in 19... 98, at a church sermon at felt up, And this story has stuck with me almost like glue. Because every time there is a circumstance that comes up, I remember the Shunammite woman. The Shunammite woman, I think the story is in 2nd Kings, 1st Kings, and she used to take care of Elijah. He was passing and she would offer him food and then she she built a room onto her house for Elijah. And Elijah thought that she gave and so he should bless her. And she didn't have a child. She didn't ask for it, but the servant noticed and she was blessed with her child and she had this child and I think the child lived up until the age 12. One day out in the field with his father, the child fell ill, got sick and died. The Shunammite woman saw her dead child, and instead of wailing and crying about the death of her child, her only child, might I add, she went and persevered to a new level. She told her husband that she was going to see the prophet. She did not tell her husband that the child died. She told her husband it was well, and she left the child, went to the prophet. Now, in natural circumstances, let us think of our own situation when you see death. What it is that? What is it that is dead in your life, that the Lord has given to you? and the enemy has taken away. Death seems final, but the finalness of death did not disturb the Shunammite woman. The Shunammite woman persisted and went to see the prophet. The prophet sent out his servant, And the servant came and said, "You know, is it okay?" She said, "It is well." Now think about it. Your child is at home dead. But you know, but the Shunammite woman know who she serves and who she believes in. And because she knew who she served and who she believed in, she kept on going where she knew she could find help. And she persisted to the prophet. She said, it is well to the servant. No matter what was happening, I mean, she never shed a tear. That, that, that was what disturbed me. She did not shed a tear. That woman did not cry one minute. She said to herself, it is well. And she declared, it is well. She went to the prophet and she told the prophet what had happened. And we know this end of the story that the prophet came and the prophet um, brought back her child to life. But it was something that the Lord gave her that was snatched away by the devourer and she determined in her heart that it was well with her. It was well with her situation because God gave it to her and despite what the circumstances said it is well. Our our, our, our everyday life now in terms of what we see is more like a microwave thing. We expect to pray and this will happen and that will happen and the house will come, the car will come and the children will be saved and these circumstances will be moved. This microwave thing does not work in the Bible. It does not work in our lives because God wants to mold perseverance and character in us. Faith is persevering, persistence, even when the situation is dead. Elisha said, "Can the, uh, was it Elijah? No, it was Ezekiel who said, can these dry bones live? Yes, it can. It can because we see where, I think it was it, Prophet Elisha. His bones raised a man from the dead. Elijah. Elisha. The second one. <laughs> His bones raised a man from the dead. Because he was the one that was buried. His bones. So we see where death is not final. Though we know for us. As Christians, death is not final. In circumstances where the situation or the circumstances is dead, it is totally, completely up to God in terms of His will and recognizing that though it seems impossible. Nothing is impossible with God. Another person that brought out um, sad, very sad and weak circumstances was the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years. Now this woman has spent her last dime, everything. She's now an outcast. As a matter of fact, if... Back then, if if the culture says that if you were bleeding, you were supposed to be outside of the city and you're supposed to be um, away from people. You're not supposed to be in the crowd and she could have been prosecuted. Things could have happened to her at the time in terms of um, stoning death because she was in a crowd and despite her circumstances even she, 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 she pushed through, think of it, her body is weak, her body don't have much um, strength to it because you've been losing blood for a period of time. When you think of it, person losing blood over a period of time must be very weak. Where did she find the strength? To in the midst of the crowd and the circumstances. I mean, losing blood for such a long time. The only thing would be like death's door. But she was able to crawl, to, to step out, and to hold on to the end of Jesus' garment. And as a result, Jesus said her faith has healed her. Because even when the circumstances seem dead and lifeless and, and hopeless, she hung on. David, for 25 years, ran from Saul when he had the power to kill Saul, he didn't do it. David, think of David, in terms of strength, David was able to kill a lion. David obviously had the strength to overpower Paul at any time, um, Saul at any time, but he did not. When the circumstances came up, he said that he would not touch the Lord's anointed. Though he knew that he was anointed to be king, he chose not to. So faith is persevering, persistence, and endurance. You are able to exercise a level of restraint. So even though it is handed to you on a platter, even though you it is there, it is it is you can pick it up. The temptation is there to pick it up. A natural man says, "Pick it up," but God says, "Not time yet." So David waited. David waited in caves and hunger, and I mean, he had. He had soldiers that were and no doubt spoke about him, but in those years it formed character and is it that your circumstances that you now have is forming character in you? faith fourthly sees it's It is in a sense tied with um, the fact of believing but it's not just a belief in your heart but it is a sight in terms of God opening your spiritual eyes and you see what is to come. In the scriptures, there, there is evidence where the prophets saw and it's, they saw ahead. And in, in Hebrews 11, it spoke of the, 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 the great hall of famers in terms of faith. They saw what was to come. They looked ahead and they saw it. They didn't physically see it, but they spiritually saw it. It took sight for a woman to look on her 99 years old body and believe that a child will be bred from this body. It takes sight for in 2 Kings, I think it was 2 Kings 6, where Elisha was surrounded with... um, Sold by soldiers. And they were coming. And his, his servant was petrified and said, you know, it, it's over. What happened? It's, it's over. Again. I mean, you know, don't you see them? And, and, and he said to his servant, look. And then he asked the Lord to open his servant's eyes to see. And as a result of op- the, the Lord opening his servant's eyes, he saw chariots of fire around them. Thousands upon thousands of chariots of fire. So he, in that moment, um, the scripture said, it is more, they are more with us than those that are against us. So every day, we go about our business, but we don't see that God is with us all the time and that he's here in our circumstances, despite what is going on around us. The scripture says, if God is with us, who can be against us? And if God is living inside of us, what circumstances can come to move us? To shake us. Though we are shaken, when we look at it, um, I think there is a, there's a scripture in Isaiah that says, Who are you to fear, man? Who are you to fear, man? Because if you have God with you all the time, there's no reason to fear. But we often forget that God is always with us. And so even as faith believes, faith speaks, faith perseveres, and faith sees. Faith also announces to the heavenlies. Faith announces what you have um, been spoken to are given by God. Faith is even when the circumstances is, is, is not saying, lining up. The Shunamite woman said it was well. She said it was well. Faith speaks. It says, Abel, because of his attitude, because of what he, how he gave to the Lord, <laughs> he still speaks. His offering still speaks. Faith also, faith is giving. Faith is given unto the Lord, and it it pointed out in um Hebrews eleven where Abel gave. From a positive attitude, from an attitude that was willing, that from an attitude that was putting God first, from an attitude that said, "This is what I have, Lord. I am giving it, everything unto you," and so He gave His first fruits, and this was acceptable to the Lord. The widow in 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 um in the a apost- in the. It, where Jesus said the widow gave her best in, in, in the synagogue, she only had, maybe it's a penny or whatever, it says the widow's might, and she gave her best. She gave all that she had. Faith is giving to God, even when you don't have it. Even when it seems like giving to God means that you, you 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 lack something else but faith is being able to trust in God that he will take care of you despite what circumstances it says David um says when he was given for the um to the, to build the temple he said he will not give Anything to the Lord that did not cost him something. Are we giving to the Lord what does not cost us? If so, it means that we're giving things willingly. We're giving things that offerings that is of Cain and not of Abel. It says in the Bible, where your treasure lies, where your treasure lies, your heart is, so anything that you give to more, anything that you spend upon, whether it is you or physical being, in terms of shoes, clothes, um, material, food, etc. That's where your heart is, it's not with God. Is it it that you give more to yourself or more to your family than unto God? God who has given everything to you, his only son, for your sins, you have decided that you will withhold. Faith is giving thanks when The circumstance does not change. When you think of um, Joshua with Jericho, why was he making noise when he was going around? Mm. I believe he was giving God thanks. Because you don't... you wouldn't just be screaming. No, you're giving God thanks, you're praising the Lord. Because though the walls have not fallen, I believe Joshua was giving thanks, and as a result of that, the walls came tumbling down. In First Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 18, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, In everything, give thanks to God because this is His will. If you're not sure, for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ for you. If you're not sure of God's will, this is one thing you can take away to give thanks in every single circumstances that you have. Even if there's a gun pointing in your face, give thanks for it because it says, it is the will of God for you. And finally, my conclusion in terms of faith that was, we're not going to go up to, to verse 29, but faith grows, faith does not stay static. You move from strength to strength, from glory to glory. My faith, when I just got saved, as opposed to my faith now, is completely different. It grows. The evidence with Joshua. When Joshua was taken over from Moses, the Lord was telling him, be strong and courageous. Do not fear. Do not be afraid. Do not this. And he kept on pumping him, and then won one black battle, and you know he kept on going. But we noticed when I think it was about Joshua six yeah, where he <laughs> we saw a different Joshua. A different Joshua by the time no, it wasn't Joshua six. I think it's Joshua ten, where he was fighting the five kings. Yeah. And at this point, Joshua had gone up to to save save the Gibbonites and In the middle of the battle, when when the Lord said to Joshua, You know, I'm going to give these people over to you, and you know, you will win the battle. Do not be afraid. God still said, Do not be afraid, but He didn't repeat it over and over again. And then, in the middle of the battle, when Joshua realized that if he stopped at that time because the sun was going down, Joshua said, Sun stand still over Gibeon, and moon in the valley of Ahazian. So the sun stood still, and the moon stopped, till the people revenged upon their enemies. It says, it continued to say that nowhere this has ever happened again. But think of Joshua in the beginning. He would not dare speak to the son. Joshua in the beginning was coming from a place of timidity. And by the time he had had gone through so many wars and so many different situations, Joshua now knew that he could speak to things and objects and living beings and knew that something would happen. This is um, my own testimony. Might sound crazy, but my car that I now drive, um, it's two times it happened to me. One time in Jamaica, the car was not working and I spoke to it. I didn't have any money to go to the mechanic and I spoke to the car and it worked for a couple of weeks until I got paid. The car that I now drive, when I was living in Maryland, the engine light was on and I was supposed to go to the emission NVA. And we had gone to somebody to take off the light and the light came back on. And I got so upset because I was not about to go through and fix everything on this car because it would have cost me over $1,000 at the time. And I literally spoke to the car. And the light went away. Went, got it tested, the light came back. But during the time, for me to get the paper... I got the paper. Like, I don't know why the light went away. The only thing I can say is God. But God, again, in that situation, and then it came back. But um, in my conclusion, faith grows. And it grows from your memories, what you have overcome now, and what is to come. I read somewhere that there are 5,567 promises. Which of these promises can you hold on to? Which of these promises that God has promised you and it has not come to pass in your life? The foundation of our lives is that God is good. The Bible says God is good and God is faithful. So no matter what is happening, no matter what situation, no matter what circumstances, the body thought of Romans 9-10. to For it is by faith that we have been saved and um, the fact that Romans 9-10 says that if we believe in the, our hearts, if we profess Jesus with our hearts, and be, if we profess Jesus with our mouth and believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ was risen from the dead, then we will be saved. So, Sister Eva will come and do our altar call. So, it is. Here, that we leave it.
1: So, we want to give thanks to God for the message this morning. It is a timely word. I mean, faith is always a timely word. You, we all need faith every day to live. And as she spoke earlier, she mentioned that all of us live by faith, whether we want to acknowledge it or not. And even if we don't understand, because as she mentioned, to get out of bed in the morning, is by faith that you put your feet on the ground. It is by faith when you get to that stoplight that you know that the other person coming is going to stop. It's by faith that when you press on that brake, that the car is going to stop. And so whether you're you're recognizing it or not, we are all living by faith. But the faith that she's calling us to have today is that faith that is in God. One that believes that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. One who allows us to acknowledge His presence. One that acknowledges us to believe. And she gave different points of faith. She said, faith is believing. It is believing even when the evidence... Is not real. It's even when the evidence is saying to you, it cannot happen. Faith, she also said, is also obedient because faith without works is dead. So there's a need for you to step out and to act upon what you believe, to trust God that you'll be able to do it. Faith, she said, is persevering. It is pushing beyond what you're seeing. And she spoke about the Abraham persevering. and She spoke about the woman with the issue of blood for 12 years Bleeding and being weak and still pushing. She speaks about faith announcing, faith speaking, faith growing, and and, and faith being, being dynamic as opposed to being static. And so this morning, wherever you are, if you have not confessed Jesus as Lord in your life and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, We're asking and we're suggesting to you today, this is another area of faith that you can step out in and believe. Believe that today salvation has come to your household by faith. And it is believing in God and believing what he did did through his son, Jesus, that you can be redeemed, that you can be forgiven of all the lies that you told, of all the time that you deceived and you stole. And the thing that you did that you know in your heart that they were wrong, morally they were wrong, spiritually they were wrong. And this morning, as, as she shared about faith, we're offering you an opportunity to come and to know the one in whom she just spoke about. In the one that we believe. The one that we choose to obey and to trust. That though the things around us are, are, are happening and we have no control. We are trusting that he will protect us, he will provide us, he will take us through. May not necessarily deliver you from them, but that he will take you through and so and, and so so if you, if you have not made jesus christ your lord and savior as yet this is a good morning to do it by faith if you have done so already and you have walked away because you have believed these promises ...and you have yet to see them happen... ...if you have believed in him... ...and all you're seeing is the opposite happening... ...today is a day to come back and say to him... ...Lord, I am going to persevere... ...like that woman with the issue of blood... ...I am going to go into that den... ...that although I am in that den... ...with the lion staring at me... ...and life is showing showing up... ...as if nothing good is happening... ...I am going to look to the God of Daniel... ...and I am going to believe... ...that the God who delivered Daniel will deliver me. I am going to believe that though Abraham believed you for 25 years, Abraham believed God before he actually saw Isaac. God does not disappoint. And so if you have walked away because you felt disappointed, I am saying to you, come back. The God we know does not disappoint. Whatever he promises, he delivers. And so come back to the loving God who wants to comfort you, who wants to come to console you, who wants to be there and to be your counselor today and to walk through your situations with you. She spoke again about the God who was there, who, who, who as, 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 as Joshua took over from Moses. He was timid. He was fearful. But as we we see, the, the words keep coming to him. Be strong and courageous. And we see the same Joshua, as she mentioned, spoke to the sun and to the moon. And never again in history has it happened. So we see that as you exercise your faith in the Lord, you grow stronger and stronger because you trust him more. You believe him. You're obeying him. And you announce with your life to those around you that my God is able to do that which he promises, but I must trust him, but I must obey him, but I must persevere, but I must believe. And so wherever you are this morning, if you're a believer, we are encouraging you, continue to trust, continue to hope, continue to have faith in the one who is able to do it. And so this morning, Father, we just want to pray. We want to pray for persons this morning, God, that despite where they are, that they can say yes to you. That this morning, Lord, those who are listening will be able to confess with their mouth. Will be able to profess with their mouth that you are Lord. Will be able to believe in their hearts that you raised Christ from the dead. And that today they can be saved. So, Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you, Father God, for the hearts, Father God, of those who are listening. That you, God, the promise-keeping God, will come and bring deliverance. Will come and bring salvation today. Father, for those who don't know you, I pray that the Holy Spirit this morning will whisper in their ear and bid them to come. Call your people unto yourself, God. Show them that you are the God who forgives. And for those who ask to be forgiven, you will forgive. Lord, for those who have walked away, remind them, bid them to come back. Come, those who are thirsty. Come without money. Come and drink. Lord, you are calling them to come back to the one who loves unconditionally. The one who loves us more than anyone else. And no one else can love us the way you do. And for those who continue and remain, God, you're saying to them, remain in my care. Remain in my care. I see your need. I'm able to provide for you. I'm able to speak to things in your life and see them change. And even if they do not change tomorrow, continue to trust. Continue to persevere. Continue to push and not give up. And so, Father, we thank you today that your word came this morning. And it will accomplish in our lives what it was sent out to do. So, Father, for those who lack faith today in the living God, we trust today that today will be a new day. A new day, God, that faith in the living God will arise in the hearts of those who hear. And so, Father, we thank you and we bless your name this morning. We declare that today is a day where we will trust you more than we have ever trusted you. That today is a day that we will believe you more than we have ever believed. That today, Lord, not only will we obey you when you call us, but we will look to you and know that your guidance, your leading is the best. And so we will trust you. We will walk out into the deep because you call us to the deep. We will move from the seashore and we will go out even when we cannot swim because we know the one who carries us is able to do it in us and for us. And so, Father, here we are surrendering to you. We are saying, God, we are offering ourselves to you afresh today. We are doing that which we have never done today. We are yielding to the one who is able to do it. The promise keeper, the covenant keeper, God. And so, Father, we thank you today. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. And if you have made Jesus your Lord today, call us and let us know. Call us. Our telephone number is 347-567-2292. Call us, 347 567 2292. Call us and let us know today that you made that choice of making Jesus Christ your Lord. You today decide that by faith you will believe in Him. Call us and let us also know that I heard the message and I'm coming back home to my Father. I'm coming back home to the promise keeper. I'm coming back home to the one who loves me the most call us and let us know that I am walking and I am choosing to stand. I am choosing to be like that woman that though the blood is flowing, though I am sick, I am still holding on. I am never letting go. Call us. We are waiting to hear from you. And so may the Lord bless you today. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you today. May the Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you today and grant you His peace as you continue to have faith in him. Enjoy your week. And we look forward to being with you again next Sunday at 10 o'clock. Shalom.